0: and welcome to A Path to Redemption, the podcast. My name is Daniel Arona, and just remember this simple truth. The Father loves you, Jesus loves you, and the Holy Spirit loves you. Look, I hope that you're having a great week. I hope that you had time to spend with the Lord in prayer and also in his scripture. And let me be one of the first to offer you a happy Easter. Um, I hope that you have time to look at exactly what the season's for in celebration of the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Amen. Because without the death of Jesus Christ, there would be no redemption. Because remember Remember, without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sins. And then the burial is important too, right? Because it's this the way it is when it looks like we've lost all hope, right? And our old man and our old flesh has to be dead and buried and then resurrected into the power and the fullness of who Christ is. Amen. So huge, huge part of the season and the celebration of who Christ was and what His ultimate work was and what His ultimate ministry was. Because let's keep in mind of all the things that Christ did while He was on this. Earth. Dying on that cross, being buried in that tomb, and resurrecting on the third day, that was the, the penultimate of his ministry. That was his purpose. Amen. And I hope that each one of us can find our purpose in Christ, right, and really understand where we belong in Christ and who we are supposed to be, that we may fulfill the ministries that God has for us. Amen. So with that being said, welcome to season four of the Pastor Redemption, the podcast. I can't believe that we are on season four. It's kind of crazy to think about for me. But season four, and this was going to be really interesting. And we're going to go on a journey together um, and we're going to talk about the kingdom of heaven and not, kind of where you go when you die, but the kingdom of heaven that Jesus talked about while he was here, where he talked in a bunch of parables and said, the kingdom of heaven is like this, or the kingdom of heaven is like that. And we're going to really take a look at exactly the different aspects of the kingdom of heaven, what it is, um, and really kind of dive into it, and, which is going to be different because I've never done a study like this before, but really feel that this is exactly what the Lord has for us. The other thing I would say is I find it very interesting. I preached last Sunday night and, and the message was different and The the anointing was different for sure on me. And I realized that I do a lot of teaching here and that's, that's the whole purpose behind this podcast is that the, is for the teaching to help people grow up and to help people come into the measure and the stature of Jesus Christ. With that being said, if you ever have any questions on anything, it doesn't have to be about any of the podcasts, but on anything, just drop me a note at path to redemption, Ohio at gmail.com. I am more than happy to help. Um, also just remember all of our scripture comes from the new King James or of the Bible. If you need a copy of a New King James Bible, just let me know, and then uh, we can certainly get one into your hands, right? And then... Uh, finally, again, don't just take my my word for it, okay? It's really, really important that, you know, you, you're you studying to show yourself approved on a God, that you're seeing what God has for you in your own life, and that you can really, really understand um, and learn and grow in your own relationship from Him as well. So so with all that, let's go ahead and let's dive in again, okay? And we're going to talk about the intro to the kingdom here. So our main scripture is going to come from Matthew 24, verse starting at verse 3 through 14. And the other reason that I want to, that I feel that this is very, very important right now is because we know that Matthew 24 is basically Christ's prophecy of what was going to happen at the end of times. And I've made no bones about that. You know that I, I truly believe that we are living towards the end of this age. Um, I truly believe that, that here soon things are going to start to wrap up and that Christ is going to set up his millennial kingdom um, sometime in the near future. So I, I truly do believe that. I'm a dispensationalist. Um, I believe that God has dealt with man differently throughout the years and throughout the ages. And the next one, we're just going to change from the age of grace or the age of the church into the age of the millennial kingdom. And uh, I'm excited about that. I really truly am. In fact, the first century church used to comfort each other, recognizing that when Christ came back, that that was a comfort to them right? And we should look at it the same way. We should look at Christ's return as a comfort for us and be comforted by that and be excited about that. Yes, the world's going to go through terrible things, right? And it's important that we are ministering and that we are, and that we are doing everything we can in terms of sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and redemption. But it's also important that we take comfort for ourselves, right? And realize that everything here is only temporary and that Christ's return is going to change a lot of things, okay? But the reason that this is important is because talking in Matthew 24, the actual heading in the New King James version says, the signs of the times and the end of the age. And I think that's important here. So let's, let's see what Jesus said here, starting at verse three. It says, now, as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, tell us when will these things be and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For a nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you. And you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will be offended, will betray one another, and will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom... Will be preached in all the world as a witness to all nations, and then the end will come, right? So again, signs of the end of the age. All right, a lot of things there, a lot of things that happen, and and there's a, a, a lot of different ways that you can take that. But I want to focus here on verse 13 going into 14. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all nations, and then the end will come. So again, these are signs of the end and times of the end of the age. The gospel of the kingdom is now about to come out. And I say that that specifically, because we've been talking about the gospel of the redemption. And the redemption being that if you know Jesus Christ, and you know, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, that that's all part and parcel of of being saved and and being saved into Jesus Christ, right? But without the redemption, you cannot enter into the kingdom. But just as John the Baptist preached, repent and be baptized in the baptizing of the water, which was during the law, again, Christ had not come and died. It was during the law right that that John the Baptist was preaching that, and that was completely different relative to what was being taught at the time, according to the law, right but yet what it was is it was a bleed over, if you will, from the age of grace from the age of of that that was about to be established, and to prepare the people. In order to accept Jesus Christ. Let's not forget that John was the voice crying out in the wilderness preparing the way, right? So this is the way the gospel of the kingdom is too, right? Because the the kingdom is... Preparing people for how it's going to be during the millennial reign of Christ, right? For how the kingdom is going to be. And Christ gives us so many different allegories and so many different insights into what that is. Now, I have to be clear here without redemption, there is no way for us to enter into the kingdom, right? No possible way. We have to believe on Jesus Christ, right? Unless you want to be, you know, in in one of the 144,000 Jews or something like that. But the easiest way. Is to believe on Jesus Christ, believe in who he is, right? Understand that he died on, on the cross. He was buried for three days and he rose again on that third day do not forget that right because that forms the foundation and that forms the 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 basis of what the kingdom is the gospel of the kingdom again transitions and prepares us for the kingdom of Christ so let's kind of look at some scriptures here about how do you enter into the kingdom so Jesus here in John 10 starting at verse 1 says most assuredly I say to you he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door but climbs up some other way the same as a thief and a robber but he who enters by the door Is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he brings them before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger. But will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this illustration, but they did not understand the things which he spoke to them. Then Jesus said to them again, Most assuredly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief does not come except to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they ha- may have it more abundantly. Okay? So the first thing we have to understand here is that Christ is the door to the kingdom and that inside the kingdom there is life and life more abundantly, right? Now, the scripture says that the thief does not come except to steal, kill and destroy. And all oftentimes this has been related to Satan, but I'm going to actually give you a a little bit of a different thing because in verse eight, Jesus says, all whoever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. So, I think it's important that we look at the Old Testament here, because all that came before him would have been the prophets and, and the the judges and the kings of the church, right? And and all of those things. And But the sheep did not hear them, meaning that the children, children of Israel did not listen to those people. And they didn't, right? I mean, Jeremiah preached for however many years he preached and didn't see a single person saved and saw the Babylonian captivity come into play. So We understand that those that came before him did not, they didn't enter, but they were all thieves and robbers. Now why would they be considered thieves and robbers? And the answer to that is because they were trying justification by their own flesh, which is how the law was established. The law itself is an indictment against man because we cannot allow ourselves or we cannot reach the level to where we need to to be able to fulfill the law. Only Christ could do that. So if the law is an indictment and if we're trying to justify ourselves to the law when Christ is the door to the kingdom, then we are trying to enter the kingdom in a different way, making all of that thieves and robbers, right? And the law, what does the law do? The law comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. Why does the law do that? Because it's an indictment to us. According to the law, we should not have any goods. According to the law, we shouldn't have, we shouldn't be alive. And according to the law, we should be cast out into hell too, right? That's what the law does. That is our, that's our indictment, right? That's the, the punishment that we deserve for being in this sin nature. But Christ says here that I have come that they may have life and life more abundantly. See, because we have grace and we have the the redemption of Jesus Christ which allows us to walk through that door Into the kingdom, right? So the redemption of Jesus Christ is the door to that kingdom, right? It is exactly what it is because ultimately, if we walk through Jesus Christ, then we can walk into the door and have the fullness of all that He is. John chapter 14, starting at verse 1, Jesus says this, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I come again and re- receive you to myself, that where I am, you may be also. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going, and how can we know the way? And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Again, he, this is Jesus Christ being the way, the way into the kingdom of heaven, right? The way that that we must go. We must follow Christ, right? Where he was going, he we should. The, frankly, Thomas should have known that Christ was the way to go and be one with his Father. Ephesians chapter two, starting at verse fourteen, Paul says this: For he himself is our peace, who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of separation, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, that is the law of the commandment. Contained in ordinances, so as to create himself one new man from the two. He's talking about the Jews and the Gentiles here, thus making peace, and that he might reconcile them both to God in one body through the cross thereby putting to death the enmity, the enmity being your flesh, right? That's what the enmity is, right? But then also he abolished the law, right? So the law, again, was a a thief and a robber before. That has been abolished, and now it's coming to give us life. So in verse 17, he continues, and he says, And he came and preached peace to you who were far off and those who were near. For through him we both have access. Access by one spirit to the Father through Jesus Christ, right? Through Jesus Christ, we have access to the kingdom of God, to what the kingdom really is, right? So again, Christ is the door. Christ is the way. Christ is the way that we have access into the Father and into the kingdom of heaven. We know that, right? But again, it's important for us to understand this as we look at it through the kingdom. If you think about a, walking into a kingdom, there was always a main gate that people were allowed to go in and out. And if you go into to biblical times, oftentimes the elders would sit at that gate, you know, and people would go in and out, in and out, right, through that gate. And that's the way that you're supposed to go. Okay, is that we're supposed to go in through the main entrance, which is Jesus Christ. There is no other entrance into this kingdom, there is no other entrance into, into Christ except that we go through Him, through His blood, through His redemption, right, and through all that He is. Okay, now Matthew chapter 16, starting at verse 13. You know, we're going to talk a little bit about this story. And it says, when Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, who do men say that I, the son of man, am? So they said, some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah, and were one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona. "'For flesh and blood is not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. "'And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, "'and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. "'And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, "'and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, "'and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven.'" Then he commanded his disciples that they should tell no one that he was Jesus the Christ. Now, why is this important? Because, look, in verse 19, And I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. The keys to the kingdom, right? So if we know that Christ is the door, okay, that door is locked. Right? No no one's going to leave a gate open or something like that for in case someone may sneak in. I'm not going to leave my front door open in my own home. Why? Because in case some unless I'm expecting someone or want someone to come in, but in general, like overnight, I'm not going to do that because a thief may come in or something else may come in and come against my family. So what is it? Jesus Christ here gives gives Peter the keys to the kingdom. And what is the key of the kingdom? The key to the kingdom is recognizing that Jesus is the Christ. Jesus is the Messiah, that he died on the cross for us, that he wrote, That He was buried in the ground for three days, and that he rose again on that third day. Okay, why? Because in verse 19, he says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. He couldn't give them to him right then. Why? Because he, he hadn't died, and he hasn't been resurrected, and all that stuff, right? So understanding this, that if we see Christ as the door, and we see Christ as the way, and as we look at Christ, we he has given us the keys to the kingdom through our faith and the belief that he died on the cross and that ultimately he rose again on the third day, right? And see, so, the kingdom of heaven is basically Jesus Christ, ultimately. And ultimately, it means to enter into him and enter into who he is, right? So if you want the keys to heaven, the answer is very, very simple. In going to Romans chapter, chapter 10, starting at verse 7, it says, Or who will descend into the abyss, that is, to bring Christ up from the dead? But what does it say? The world is near you, in your mouth, and in your heart. That is, the word of faith which we preach, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Amen. So seeing all of that, if you are a believer today, you have the keys of the kingdom you can enter into the kingdom through Jesus christ right now right you're already in the kingdom if you have knowledge if you've come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ and if you've if he's become your salvation and your lord and we're going to talk about that in some later episodes right but we have to see here that there is a kingdom of heaven that there is a kingdom of heaven that's that's different from the that that's different from everything else why and there's a message coming out about the gospel of the kingdom and it's not just coming from me it's going to come from a lot of different people because ultimately this has to be preached in order to help us transition from the time of now and to the, the next age of the millennium millennial reign of Jesus Christ. Just like John the Baptist did, right? When he preached redemption, be baptized, right? You know, forgiveness of sins, all that type of stuff, right? When he preached that and baptized people before Christ was even on the scene, amen, he was that voice crying out in the wilderness. This is another thing that's going to have to come forth and have to come out before the people come in before the reign of Jesus Christ, and it's about time for it too. And so it's going to be a, a great, great study for us, I think, as we kind of see what happens in the kingdom, what happens in the, in what it means in order to for us now and how it applies for during the millennial reign of Christ and, and all of that. I think it's going to be very, very important as we continue to move on through this. Amen. So I'm excited for season four. I have no idea what this is going to look like. So I'm even more excited because I haven't taken a study on like this in a very long time. So um, I'm really, really excited. So with all that being said, if you have questions again, feel free to drop me a note at path to Redemption. Ohio at gmail.com. I am here to help. I promise you I am. Um, You know, and I want to make sure that everyone understands this because this is going to be important, especially as we go forward and the way things are shaping up right now and the way things are kind of going down. This week's Song of the Week is going to come from the band called Blue Tree. It's on their Greater Things album from 2008. Um, The song is God's Plan. Great song. You know, it just kind of talks about how great is the love of God, and and it's just a great song. So, again, the Song of the Week this week comes from the 2008 album of Greater Things by the band Blue Tree, and the song is God's Plan. Amen. So, look, I hope you got something out of this. But we're going to continue on this track, um, and we're really going to talk about the the kingdom of heaven and do a deep, deep dive into this. So, I'm excited about where this is going to go. I'm excited about what God has for us through season four. Um, you know, and start looking it up, start reading some of the scripture around it, and start really trying to to dive in and see what what we're going to be talking about here in the next several several weeks. So, um, with all that, again, if you have any questions, feel free to drop me a note. Path to Redemption. Ohio at gmail.com. Don't forget about the website, path to redemption ministries.org. Um, again, you know, lots of great things going on there. And then um, I'm almost finished with chapter one of my, my new book. We're going through the the dichotomy of flesh and spirit as started from Adam right now. And, and I'm down to Abraham. So it's, uh, it's, It's a lot of detail, a lot of in-depth look and study into some of that stuff. So, um, look, I wish everyone has a happy Easter. Enjoy your time with family, but don't forget why we're here. It was because of the, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Amen. So, until next time, just remember the simple truth. The Father loves you, Jesus loves you, and the Holy Spirit loves you. God bless.